Today on Power Tips Unscripted, we talk to Marion Fowler, a licensed independent clinical social worker for Cornerstone Consulting and Cornerstone Counseling in Westerly, Rhode Island. No matter how great your company is doing or how well organized you are, things can get a bit hectic at times, even to the best of us. But if you're not careful, you can start to burn out, and that can lead to a cascade of problems. Well, Marion is here to help us understand the causes and signs of burnout and to promote individual resiliency within a company. And we'll hear all about it in just a minute. You want answers? Put that coffee down. You talking to me? Hi, I'm Victoria Downing, and welcome to Power Tips Unscripted, where we talk about tips, tactics, and techniques to help you build a strong, profitable remodeling company. And I'm here with my co-host, Mark Harari. Hey, how are you? Pretty good. How are you doing? Awesome. You're not burnt out, are you? I don't think so. Oh, I know you've been working hard, so I'm, you know, Maybe I am burnt out. You know, and this is a really interesting topic, especially for this day and age. Now, we just wrapped up a uh, jumpstart meeting, which is the first meeting of all of our new roundtable members. And, you know, business is flying in the door and everybody's having trouble uh, finding great employees. So everybody's working super hard. So I think the timing of this. It's it, always it's a good time to talk about this. And, and not only that, it's the holidays, right? True that. <laughs> so wrapping all this stuff up together can uh, mean that people can get little crazy, little harried. And that has to have something to... To do with one's outlook on life and health and everything, right? For sure. So shall we dive in? We shall. Marion Fowler is a psychotherapist in private practice in Rhode Island, as well as a consultant for individuals, families, and companies wanting to address mental health concerns. She's also the wife of our very own Tim Fowler and mother of our very own Lindsay Fowler. So we're making it a family affair today. And welcome, Marion. Thank you very much. It's great to be here. So tell me, what is a psychotherapist? It's kind of an intimidating title, isn't it? Yeah. But, um, it can. It's a professional who does mental health and addictions and couples and family counseling. They can have a license, like I have a clinical social work license, but you can also be a psychologist, oh. a mental health counselor, a licensed professional counselor, or a marriage and family therapist. So a variety of folks can have that title. So do you personally specialize in a specific type of audience more than others? No, I'm considered a generalist. I don't do extra things like hypnosis or light candles and have people hum kind of stuff. I'm a talk <laughs> therapist. Okay. I, do, okay. uh, I work with couples uh, to do marriage counseling. I work with individuals. Um, so Pretty neat. I'm a generalist. And you've done that for a long time, right? Yes, since 2000, since 2003. Wow. So a long time. All right. Well, thank you again for being here. So we're going to talk a little bit about burnout and resilience. What are the definitions there? Why are those two things important? Well, burnout is something that happens gradually. It's not you wake up one day and it's there. It's a slow erosion or mm -hmm. progressive loss of energy, of enthusiasm, of a zest for life. Oh. Uh, it's usually accompanied by a sense of hopelessness or helplessness. Um, and it happens so gradually that you don't even realize it's happening until almost until it's too late. What do you mean too late? What would be what would be happening when it was almost too late? 
Well, somebody would be, uh, somebody would quit their job because they've been burned out too much. Somebody would um, just give up and walk away, uh, start missing days of work. Uh, in a okay. company, it comes out in a variety of ways. Uh, sometimes it comes out in just constant irritability and unhappiness. It can go so far as getting to clinical depression, which ah. is not a great place to be. Right, right. Okay, so then resilience, how does that fit in? Right. So resilience is the opposite of uh, burnout. It's an opportunity to uh, bounce back from terrible situations, to find a way to grow and even thrive in the presence of adversity, hard times, catastrophes. It's the ability um, to have a positive outlook on life in the midst of something really negative happening. And often it's not in the middle of something negative, but it's after something happens, you're able to bounce back and thrive and do well and not be left with uh, permanent harm from having gone through a hard time in your life. So does resilience have only to do with events, catastrophes? How does, you know, how does it specifically relate to the graduate, gradual deterioration of burnout? It um, Actually, psychologists are doing a lot of research in this area now. They're doing it with children because several children in the same family, some will thrive in a terrible situation, but others will just give up and quit. Wow. And so there's a lot of research done on what makes it because there seems to be, for some people, an innate ability to survive and keep going despite things where others uh, don't. So there's a hereditary component to it, an environment component to why people do and don't survive. Often it's related to... um, self-esteem and self-confidence really okay that's really interesting so if we're talking about burnout here what are some of the things that causes burnout in individuals and businesses well for individuals there's a variety of things and i'm sure everything i list people understand because it's it's the same answer to what causes stress in people it's Mm. when it goes on for a long period of time so for instance things like um having family problems, financial strain, Mm. uh, personal experiences that are painful. Sometimes it's issues from their background, from their growing up days that have never really gotten resolved. Just been been suppressed. Uh, Things that are unmanaged in life and work, getting unbalanced um, and overwhelmed. And a big one that I watch out for are health issues because often – Causes of burnout can be related to ongoing health issues that aren't addressed. Well, how do you mean? Well, there's definitely some people who think that it's more noble and they're proud of not taking medications or not having to go to a counselor or not needing to go to a doctor. And there's this sense of pride and I'm a strong person because I don't need to take medication. I don't need to get help. I can do it on my own. And... Some people are able to do that, but some people start off that way, but they really flounder mm-hmm. because of not getting the help and not accepting help when they really could use it. Um, plus, there are some things that are, uh, that are chemically related that have nothing to do with life circumstances. Really? We know that depression and anxiety have a big hereditary component to it. Oh, I didn't know that. That's interesting. It often runs in families and And there's been some recent research with DNA mapping where we're able to identify certain things. You're seeing commercials about it everywhere on television where you can find out what's the best exercise for you or what 
uh, what allergies you have to foods and things. It can all be done through this DNA testing now. Okay. But an example of how that works in mental health is that we've discovered that that some people's bodies don't metabolize medications well. Certain medications, they metabolize well. Certain oh. ones, they don't. That's why one medication that works for one person doesn't necessarily work for another. Okay. That's all, that's really interesting. So if you're experiencing burnout, I mean, what sh- so if you're, if you're, if you yourself are experiencing burnout, like you said, you might not recognize it until it's almost too late. So is it is it again? You look at yourself for that irritability, that lack of being able to sleep. The what else should we be looking for in ourselves? As far as signs and symptoms of the de- yeah um, burnout, yeah, it is uh, not enjoying things that you used to enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're used to watch enjoy watching football or playing football. All of a sudden, you don't want to do it anymore. Okay. You it takes a lot more energy to do the things that you used to do. Okay. Often problems with sleep or appetite. You either start sleeping more or start sleeping less. Uh, you wake up frequently during the night. Mm. You start having panic attacks. Uh, you start uh, losing your momentum at work. You take longer breaks or you stop taking breaks. Okay. Huh. So either side of that coin, eh? Pardon? It's either side of that coin. Two, more breaks or no breaks? Right. Yeah. Right. And you're getting less irritable and you talk more or you talk less. It's interesting how it comes out in different people in different ways. Okay. Marion, this is really interesting. What? So you said there's a genetic component to it. Is is there anything anyone – I assume it's not all genetic. So is there anything we can do to enhance our personal resilience? Um. Well, as far as the DNA thing goes, um, one of the things is to take some time to get – to get some testing done. These can be done by primary care doctors. A good example of one thing we've discovered recently is that vitamin B9 is folic acid. And some people don't have the enzyme. In fact, 48% of people in the world do not have the enzyme to metabolize folic acid. And so you can take all the, eat all the broccoli you want and other foods and even vitamins of folic acid and it will do nothing for you because you don't you can't metabolize it so a dna test will tell you if you're one of those folks and two of the main symptoms of not metabolizing folic acid is depression and anxiety really and so what's good now is that they have supplements of folic acid that's already activated is the key word and uh, where you can take that instead of regular folic acid and your body doesn't need the enzyme because it's already processed. So, so there there are health issues like that that people don't realize contribute to depression, anxiety, and burnout mm-hmm. uh, without realizing it. And again, that tends to have a hereditary component. Wow, that's really wild. Okay, so that's cool. So, what are some other ways? So, some other ways of looking at, uh, and I want to stick with the individual burnout, but we have some causes and solutions for company-wide burnout. But things for individuals in particular to look at is to um, to fix it, is to take back control of your life, is to find a way to get a chance to reestablish boundaries, to, uh, to be able to say no to things or to say yes to things when you haven't been able to do that in the past. Like, a, like, a way. like what? Uh, 
Well, for instance, in a company, when you've had three exhausting projects in a row, to ask, to not be afraid to ask, can I have a lighter load this this next round so I can kind of catch my breath? Rather than, than having, you know, five, six, seven, eight challenging jobs in a row and mm-hmm. not and getting so overwhelmed and burned out that you can't keep going. And so to be able to ask somebody to say, wait, I need a little bit of a lighter load here for a little while. Let me catch my breath. Mm-hmm. You don't wear yourself out. Right. Okay. Another example is to, um, to take care of your schedule better, to use breaks, to not be afraid to take breaks, to know that it's because you want to prevent burnout. You don't want to just cope with it when you're done. And so being able to be in charge of things in your life, um, in a reasonable way so that you don't get too busy. Often people become so exhausted by the time they get home that all they can do is sit and watch mindless television mm-hmm. because they can't, they've gotten so worn out that they don't know how to do something refreshing, how to go for a walk in nature, how to uh, play with the kids for a little while because they need it and you need it. And there's something refreshing about that mm-hmm. at times. Mm-hmm. Although too much of anything is hardly ever a good thing. Yes. Okay. So we've gotten some good stuff so far. What are, are, are there more ways to enhance that personal resilience? Being able to uh, do some good self-care. Often, again, like I mentioned, people who don't go to the doctors on a regular basis, but being able to make sure that your blood pressure is good, there's, that your health is maintained in a reasonable way. Being able to, uh, I think, look at recognizing that um, psychologists know that thoughts and then feelings and then actions is the order in which things happen. The thoughts is like a truck pulling a trailer. You have thoughts about something first, and then your feelings come later. If you're having feelings of burnout, often it's because of patterns of thinking that you've allowed yourself to have. And... Some examples of that is to, um, if during the day or at the end of the day, you focus on what went wrong and what you should have done and what somebody else didn't do that was all wrong versus asking yourself what went right today, what were some of the high moments of today, what, did, what were things that I did well mm-hmm. this week. Okay. And sometimes it's doing that too at the end of a job. Because sometimes you can look at the end of a job and think of all the things that you would have, should have, could have done mm-hmm. when uh, you you forget to focus on the good things that went well and the finished product and how happy everybody is with mm-hmm. it. Um, it's, it's what you focus on in your thinking affects how you feel. Okay. And if you consistently think of negative or what's bad or wrong, then that's going to affect you and create more burnout. Marion, just a, a few minutes ago, you, you made a comment about um, the individual versus business or, or business-wide burnout. Is Can you expand on that? Is the, a whole company can have burnout? What happens more is that individuals within the company create their, their personal burnout or their personal habits of how they interact in a company can cause problems for the company as a whole. And, hmm. and uh, Lee Carpenter can get burned out because of all the subs and how they're interacting with them or how um, they get caught often between middle, uh, between owners and company owners. 
Um, okay, homeowners so and company owners. Okay, is it yes, is it thing. is it kind of like um, so? You're saying it'll spread? Yes, I mean there are even certain types of um, people in the in the summit when Tim and I did this presentation. We talked about how there are various types of owners or employees that create burnout in other people within the company. One example is uh, we called it the white rabbit staff. Who's, uh, mm. if you remember Alice in Wonderland, is the white rabbit would always say, I'm late, I'm late for a very important date. And so, somebody who's consistently uh, not punctual, who's always late to things, ends up affecting the morale and the level of happiness within a company. Mm. Um, another one is somebody who is a uh, Winnie the Pooh has a great examples of mental health problems, believe it or not. Um, <laughs> Eeyore, who's the donkey, is always focused on the negative. Right. What isn't going right and how terrible things are. Uh, Piglet in Winnie the Pooh is always anxious about things. Yeah. So having an employee that's always worried, things are going to go wrong, I can't do this, that affects things. And then the, one of the others, I just use one more from Winnie the Pooh, is Tigger. He's the employee that has uh, attention deficit disorder. <laughs> yeah. He's always hyper. He's always not finishing something because they're jumping from one thing to another to another. And these are examples of employees that just wear on the rest of the staff because it's consistent things over and over and over um, that affect it. I've got a whole list of ones. Cleopatra, for instance. Mm -hmm. Do you know who Cleopatra was? Yes. He was the queen of denial. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so hey, that's my job. <laughs> Stay in your lane. That's yeah. not my job. I didn't do it. It's everybody else's problem. Oh, geez. That's an employee that is the Cleopatra type of person. Yes. So having employees like that just wear on you over time, and they make it difficult for everybody else. So how, how can you promote resiliency within a business? Well, Depending on your role in the company, there are different things you can do. And I'll, I kind of narrowed it down because I've got a list of like 40 things. So. Wow. All right. So for a company owner, one thing is to make sure they understand burnout, what it is, what resiliency is, and how to prevent burnout because prevention is much better mm. than trying to deal with it afterwards. And you talked about, uh, it's talked about a lot that it's hard to find and keep employees. And if you have a great employee, you want to find a way to keep them and not let them burn out and lose somebody who's good when you can prevent it and mm -hmm. keep them on long term. Because often the person who burns out doesn't see it. So if a company owner watches for it, um, it helps. Mm -hmm. A second thing is if you can't do it, you assign somebody else the responsibility of watching out for company morale and and being responsible for doing a check-in with people about how they're doing as far as resiliency and burning out. Um, there are some good, uh, good resources that are available for that. We can do a test, like there's a job satisfaction survey you can do. There's a Thrive assessment that's available. There's, there's about four different ones that, that I know of that are helpful in figuring this out. And so you want to promote that and, and you can do a written test for people on a regular basis, but mm -hmm. to ignore it uh, is one of the worst things you can do. Okay. A third thing is to make sure that you encourage stress management when you're hiring somebody, when you have job trainings, 
uh, you make sure that you remind people to pay attention to that too. It's not just how to swing a hammer, but how to promote good self-care. And for a company owner too, another one is to, for them to model for themselves, for the company, their own burnout prevention. Mm-hmm. The employees see that they're taking care of themselves. They're going to the doctor. They're watching out for things in their own life. Because modeling is one of the biggest ways of showing other people what to do that works. Okay. And finally is watching for what are the patterns within the company that creates burnout in employees. Are you uh, assigning, as I mentioned before, assigning the same employee to hard job after hard job after hard job, to always be pushing, uh, to watch for ways to promote uh, resiliency on a regular basis. Because some people think that you can just have a 4th of July picnic and a holiday party, and that should help company morale rather than realize it's something that you watch for on a regular basis. Uh Uh Um, As far as for people in, uh, in management, there are a couple different things they can do. One is to, uh, and this came up a long time ago when I listened to a marriage uh, seminar when Tim and I, before I was even a counselor, Uh they talked about how that the, uh, there are the 20 most important minutes of the day for a couple. And the same thing applies to work situations. It's the first five minutes when you interact with somebody, the last five minutes before you leave, the next five minutes as far as if you come back, and the last five minutes at the end of the day. So for a couple, that works. For somebody who's going to a job site, for instance, the first five minutes that they arrive sets the tone for that that meeting, in a sense. Mm -hmm. And so if you start off and you walk in and start yelling about something or fussing about something, it sets the tone. And what are the last five minutes before you leave? And so the manager or the lead carpenter as well, who's ever on the job site can try to set the tone. Right. As a parent, I remember being upset at my kids and walking into the bedroom and saying, what do you think you're doing? And then catching myself and saying, wait a minute. And I actually would walk out of the room, take a (laughs) deep breath and walk back in and say, Hi, how are you doing? <laughs> and then say, we need to talk about something. Good. And that's an example of the first five minutes when you meet somebody, you need to pay attention to the tone that you're setting for that meeting. Mm-hmm. And before you leave, again, you pay attention. You might have to talk about some hard things in between, but care enough about the other person to remember to be respectful of mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, another thing is to... Um, to make note of what I call meaningful moments mm-hmm. or memorials of resiliency is often we put on, on a bulletin board things that jobs that went great, jobs that went really well. And sometimes we need to put up jobs that were really challenging and didn't go well, that, that you survived it and you did okay with it. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't just an easy, this job is wonderful, but this was a job that was tough, but we made it through. And look at what we did despite all the hardships that happened in that. So that's a that's a moment of uh, resiliency that you need to memorialize in mm-hmm. a sense. Does that make sense? Yeah, all these are very practical. Marion, I was thinking um, maybe we could test your resiliency right now and put you through the lightning round. What do you think? Oh, very good. And now, here's the Remodeler's <laughs> Advantage lightning round. It's a trap. All right, let's put 60 seconds on the clock. What is your favorite business book and why? 
Oh, that's easy. Oh, it's Tim's two books, basically. It's the one about the lead carpenter system, right? And uh, and Dear Remodeler, the newest one that just came out. Yeah, that's Obviously, awesome. I'm pretty biased towards the author. <laughs> if you weren't a licensed independent clinical social worker, what do you think you'd be doing? I'd be in some kind of healthcare management field of some kind, probably. I, I do good with management. I love resolving conflict and oh, wow. promoting... Um, uh, promoting learning how to work together and make decisions in a consensus way. What are you not very good at? <laughs> I, I grew up on a farm and I used to be good at a lot of things, but I've gotten spoiled with Tim being so handy around the house. <laughs> I don't do very good with doing handy things around the house anymore because he always is able to do it for me. Why should you both be know this exact same thing, right? It's a waste of your brain power when he's already got right. it. Just say right. it. <laughs> your room, your desk, or your car, which would you clean first? My kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) How would I be able to tell you're having a bad day? Um, I get quiet and want to be by myself. What's your biggest pet peeve? Uh, People who don't listen. (laughs) What'd you say? (laughs) 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 Hey, well, this has been great. You know what? We're going to have to have you back again. I want to learn more about resolving conflicts in the consensus way, making decisions and that sort of thing. I think that'd be an awesome topic for us to bring you back for a second visit. What do you say? Sounds good. Now, before you go, though, we want you to share your five words of wisdom with our listening audience and tell me why they resonate with you. I narrowed it down to two, and I had a hard time doing that. So one is to discover others' whys without assuming. Oh. Because often we assume we know why the other person did or didn't do something. And if you take the time to listen, you frequently can get surprised by what the real why is. Okay, that's very good. And what's the other one? Two. Ooh, bonus. The other one is don't wait until it's too late. Because people... You know, I have couples come to me for marriage counseling and they've waited way too long. They've already started seeing an attorney and and the same thing about burnout. Uh, you wait too long. It's so much harder to come back when you've gone too far down that road. Yeah. So okay. don't wait until it's too late. That's very good advice. Thank you so much, Mary. And I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. I know this is out of your your normal work day, but we appreciate it. And the fact that, you know, remodelers through Tim so well. This makes it extra special helpful. So thank you, and we look forward to having you come back again. Very good. Thank you as well. Thanks, Marianne. Bye. Bye. Yeah, that was really interesting, don't you think? It was. I could completely see um, when she was saying about the same employee getting the hardest jobs. Yes. I mean, I can see, like, having that superstar project manager that – Every time that real challenging job comes, it's like, oh, you got to put John on it. That's, yep, he that's, can handle it. He's the one that can handle it and just keep on cranking and You're cranking right. and cranking on that guy and everybody else that's maybe the lesser performing or, or just not as good as John right. always gets – you know, yeah. the easier jobs. And mm-hmm. I could see that being a burnout situation that you don't even know you're doing to Right. Them. Oh, it's totally true. The other thing I thought was fascinating was how much uh, the, that, the, that medical issues are tied into this. Uh-huh. The whole, that folic acid thing. Yeah, right. Who knew? And genetics and, yeah. I mean, so, at least they're making moves, it sounds like, the, the, the world of medicine or nutrition or whatever is making moves to be able to create ways to get you those things that your body might not be doing naturally. 
Well, and the genetic thing is cool. I mean, anytime you can blame your parents, why not, right? It's, <laughs> that's <laughs> it's right. not my fault, it's them. That's right, that's right. <laughs> so it's very interesting. I hope you all out there are listening and paying attention and, you know, not waiting too late, paying attention to your own self-care as well as that of your coworkers. Yep, good stuff. So thank you all for being here. We want to thank Marion for taking the time out of her day, and we want to thank you for joining us week in and week out. I am Mark Harari. And I am Victoria Downing. See you next week. This has been another episode of Power Tips Unscripted, the Remodeler's Guide to Business. Visit www.remodelersadvantage.com to learn more about Roundtables, our world-class peer advisory program. There you can also find information about our business consulting services, upcoming live events, and much more. And finally, don't forget to subscribe to the show and comment on iTunes. Thanks for listening. It's a beautiful day. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's a beautiful day.